or France <laughs> or Germany, and it's like, okay, hello there, how you doing, eh? Uh, Howdy, maybe, y'all. Maybe from Canada. So, okay, all right. We're Brock fixing us. to learn you something from Southeast Missouri. That's right. You know, <laughs> have you ever wondered what tubing is? Or, <laughs> well, it's when you strip down into your shorts, you get in a tube, and you go down the river and get drunk, and you get sunburned along the way. It's the best time ever. And every once in a while, you get so drunk, you might lean over and accidentally kiss your cousin. Yeah, that's happened once or twice, but, you know. It's okay. It's okay. It's hey, it's okay. Your family, we share family. everything. And even though you don't have your small clothes on, you still got your britches on, so it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Your breeches, <laughs> your breeches. Wow. <laughs> Welcome to Seriously Pointless Pod. Wow, okay, let's start again. Hi, welcome to Seriously Pointless Conversations About Culture. Okay. Nah, 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 I know. Nah, 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 nah. How now, brown cow? How now? Does the, the piggy... rain in Spain falls mostly mainly... on the plains. That's right. Does the mainly... piggy fly with his perfumed wings? Oh, God, we're just a bunch of fools trying to make people laugh. Okay. All right, three. Hi, and welcome to Seriously Pointless Conversations About Culture, your seriously pointless podcast about all your nerdy and geek things and the raucous rhapsody of ravenous, rancid rats. Uh, That was James' alliteration. I know, I did my best. He had to type it out for me because I I am awful about remembering things. So obviously you heard James's golf clap in the distance. He and I are riding tandem today again. Once more, the dynamic duo is in in the seats. James, how are you doing, man? I'm doing wonderful. How are you? I am tired, but I am good. <laughs> I hear you. I am on the front end of a long week with the in-laws. We're going to cook lots of food, go floating on the river. It's going to be know. great. I know. So a uh, little... For those little... of you who aren't from Southeast Missouri, a float trip is where you get some inner tubes. And you get a lot of beer, and you go floating down the river for the afternoon, and you drink a lot. It's a and, wonderful time. And pi- quite possibly an entire <laughs> uh, handle of a Kessler whiskey, possibly. I'm not going to do that anymore. That was a mistake. That was a bad idea. <laughs> yeah, we, I, I can afford things that won't destroy my intestines now. So. Oh, dude, yeah. The old you, vitamin K is going to have to be set aside for grown-up beverages. You, yeah, if you guys <laughs> don't know what vitamin K is, it's it's a Kessler uh, whiskey. It's, it's not a bourbon, even. It's just awful like gut rot whiskey but it's it's cheap oh, and it's affordable of, of the beverages you can buy for ten dollars per liter it's pretty good with, with the caveat <laughs> that's, that that's, it's compa- it's a very low bar that's not a high standard what is like what are you trying to tell people out there man this is an awful standard pay a little extra money go out and get a slightly higher nicer bottle of uh, whiskey with a little smaller i mean 20 25 dollars jim, jim beam is like 15 so if you can't afford jim beam just go home it's fine exactly okay we're snobs when it comes to that so anyways we're not going to encourage people's drinking habits but we are going to tell you our recommendations on things like today uh we are going to be talking about uh a plague uh plague tale innocence 
that is one of going to be one of our recommendations today, and we're going to talk about it a little bit more. Uh, thus, the alliteration we had earlier. Um, rats, all the rats. Now, if you guys do want uh, something uh, uh, that's a little brighter, we can start up a, a a liquor review channel, which I know James would be very very much into. So I don't know what you're talking about, but yeah, <laughs> he has a direct. You guys have never seen James's house, but he has a very nice bar set up that I'm super envious of. So. Uh, we could film in front of the bar. That'd be pretty fun, actually. Ooh, that would be cool. So maybe that mm, ideas. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. See, I could start a YouTube channel. Oh, I would be down with that. We just get tanked. <laughs> exactly. By the end of it, we're like, I give it a wrong, just like fall over. <laughs> <laughs> yes, most best yeah, like whiskey or liquor review channel ever. Um, <laughs> so getting back to the batter at hand, before we really dive into our review of this awesome video game in my opinion um uh let's talk a little bit about what we've been doing i know james said you you said you've just kind of gotten off uh your work week you're getting ready to do kind of a, a long uh, uh week with the with the in-laws kind of a little bit of relaxing time did you have you gotten a chance to really watch anything or play anything while you're working I knew I, we kind of finished up we finished up the last anime season like uh all the shows we've been talking about, like Skeleton Knight and everything else, have finished yeah. up their season. We did watch one that was really cute that was called Love After World Domination. Yeah. It's about essentially the Red Ranger from the Power Rangers is has a romantic relationship with one of the bad guys. Aww. And it's it's really cute and it's really funny and it's light on serious plot and it's it's a nice little evening show with the missus. See, I like that. I like that kind of stuff. I know, uh, talking about anime, I actually had got a chance. I told you about it earlier. Mm-hmm. I got a chance to watch some of the, uh, this gentleman, I cannot remember his name, but he has, it's, uh, it's some mom's basement. It's with the YouTube channel, mm-hmm. but he did kind of his, uh, uh, anime, uh, summer 2022. There's a couple of really good ones that I saw on there. Um, and where was it at? Let me click on this and I'll just, I'll just bring it up, but I have to pause it. Uh, oh my God. That's so right here. While he is searching, I can recommend another anime. This one popped up on Netflix a couple months ago. It is pretty light. It's kind of the anime version of a four comma, but it is uh, called the way of the house husband. It's about this Yakuza guy called the immortal dragon who has become a stay at home husband and his adventures through daily life. And like each twenty minute episode has like six or eight mini episodes included in it, so it's it's a lot of fun to watch. Okay, so he doesn't have any of the names on here, which is super unhelpful, but it's okay. Um, the the what I was going to tell you about, so it's um, have to find. I just need to pull up your country rule account and look at it because that's I saved a bunch <laughs> of them there. It, it's awful. Like who who in their right mind? Would say, hey, I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna have all this stuff on there, but I'm not gonna name them what they're supposed to be named. Just drives me off the wall. Okay, here it is. So I did. I threw a bunch of them on there for you, so you're probably gonna remember. Uh, Yure Deco. So apparently, this came from a studio that does kind of these weird exter- experimental style uh, animes. Um, and the premise behind it is I actually watched the first episode today. It was really good. Um, I love the art style on this. It's, it's set up kind of like in a futuristic city where the whole uh, city, is, everyone has these implants in their eyes and they're constantly uh, connected with a social media. And there's no oh, that longer. Sounds like fun. Have you, have you looked at it yet? Have you seen it? 
Uh, watching... I'm just looking at the picture of it, but it it sounds like a lot of fun. It's it really is fun, but it's kind of got like a dark kind of like dystopian thing behind but it. This is like the metaverse that uh, yeah, Facebook's oh, trying to yeah. force down our throats. But in, oh yeah, in real life, and, yeah, and the the money currency is no longer there, and it's all about you have to buy things. You have to buy things like social standing and things like that with likes or hearts is what they call them. That's the currency, and you get those by posting things. Yeah. Right. Oh, but, but the government is basically has a totalitarian like surveillance state because they have access to everything that you're seeing. Right. And it's all about it's kind of about this one gal that is kind of an anomaly, anomaly, anomaly. Oh, wow. Anomaly, anomaly within the system. Yeah, I got there. OK, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I've got to sound out the big words, James. Um <laughs> So they have to find this uh, anomaly within the system and figure out like what, why is she like this? And she actually comes in contact with a group of folks that are trying to basically live, I guess, well, I have a better word, live off the grid. And they're basically have a, a non-presence within, this, within the system. And it's a really interesting kind of thing. It's cute. It's funny. But at the same time, it's a little, it's a little gritty once you kind of figure out like, the kind of world they're in. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other one I, I want to start watching is called the Yakuza's guide to babysitting, which I think is kind of along the same. I think this one came out after the success of the, uh, the other one I just mentioned the way yeah. of the house husband. Yeah. That's it's, it's essentially kind of that thing, but it, the only difference is it's um, this guy has to baby babysit the daughter of like a really high level Yakuza guy. And it's just kind of goofy and it's very, it's apparently it's very family friendly, kind of like cute and funny kind of thing. So I thought that was really fun. Uh, What was the other one I was trying to find? Um, I think it was called Old Man. um, Oh, Uncle from Another World. So what's it called whenever people get dropped into a different world from our? Iseke. Iseke. So it's a reverse Iseke. You have to look this up. It's. It's actually a pretty interesting idea. I thought it's reverse Iseke. So he basically, mm. this 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 kid gets called, gets a call from a hospital saying, hey, your uncle's awake after being in a coma for 20 years. And he's like, what? That's weird. So he goes and like meets up with his uncle and his uncle's like, what year is it? Blah, blah, blah. He's like, oh, it's, it's, like, this this on, it's like it's on Netflix. Yeah, it is on Netflix. It's, it's, it's got an interesting little art style too, but apparently... Uh, the uncle comes back from the other world where it's like magical nights and all this stuff. And he has a big, he's been a big hero and he learns all these spells and everything. And he actually like is able to bring some of that stuff back with him to our world. And it's kind of like a, a goofy kind of like reverse reversal on it. So I thought that was fun. I want to see that here in a little bit. That'll be fun. And then the one that I started to watch, um, that, I don't know how well you like it. It's kind of a bit of an Aseki kind of thing, um, but it's got a inter- more interesting kind of character too. It's called Parallel World Pharmacy. Um, this kid, or this really like high level pharmacy uh, guy, um, who's like brilliant, uh, basically ends up essentially working himself to death trying to find a cure for his his sister's illness, and he gets transported to this other realm, and he gets put into this. Uh, healing uh, prodigy essentially he's like water magic essentially with lack of a better word 
Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the basic premise of it. That looks interesting. And it looks like it. some of the a little of the stuff makes it sound like it's a little bit more off the beaten path. Like it's he's going to have to fight other uh, wizards uh, that are kind of like juxtaposing um, uh, magic types. I'm sure there'll be like a death one or something like that in there. But it, it looked interesting enough that I'm like, oh, I'll give it a couple shots and see if it goes anywhere. Or a couple episodes and see if it goes anywhere. But um, yeah, Could be fun. Yeah, it'd be fun. But other than that, um, have you been playing anything? I know I, I've been playing a bit of stuff. I haven't really had time for a whole lot. I mean, I've been on the Minecraft server a little bit, but that's really it. That's it's, okay. Hey. It's been a crazy summer. You know, it's been trips and vacations and outdoor stuff. I know. I, that's kind of why I was I was really trying to get this episode in there because I knew one episode this month was about as much as we were going to be able to do. So, Because we're getting ready to do... We're going to go on a vacation here in a few few weeks too, so it's 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 just jam packed. So hopefully we'll get back on a normal schedule. But um, I actually started playing um, uh, Miles the new Miles Morales Spider Man game off of uh, PlayStation Now. So I broke down mm-hmm. and I got the game the basically PlayStation Now equivalent. It's fun. Okay, so hear me out. Okay, hear me out. I you have the app for the PC, so I can play it on my PC, but it's only streaming right now, which is eh, it's not great, but it's enough. It the lag is like I can't really tell. It's enough if I'm playing, you know, single players. Uh... I know you don't like it, but I'm I'm enjoying it. So en- I'm at, enough that I've actually gotten to the point where I'm probably gonna platinum this game. It's really fun. Uh, oh, no, I was I was very much you know very much all in on this game when i first started probably in the first 20 30 minutes of playing it mm-hmm. it's really not that long of a game honestly if you do just the story it's probably maybe like five or five or six hour game maybe mm-hmm. but you do all the stuff and it's like do the collectibles you know get all the trophies and things like that it'll mm-hmm. end up running about 12 14 hours it's really not that much of a game um but it's fun enough. The aesthetic and I love the. It's pretty product. short for like it's pretty short for like an eighty dollar game, but. Well, Lex, that's why I didn't pay for it. <laughs> there Fair were enough. definitely there were definitely <laughs> a couple guys that that bought it when it first came out, and I'm like, you guys paid like sixty. I think it was like sixty, sixty no, or eighty. No, Facebook, not Facebook. Uh, PlayStation up their price. They don't sell them for sixty anymore. They sell them for like seventy or eighty. I think. Good God. Dude, I don't remember the last time I bought a full-priced game anywhere. That's one reason I haven't gotten the PlayStation 5 when I had the chance. I skipped on it because it's just... It's There's no lot. point. Well, my, my, my feeling I is... I want I can play every Xbox game on my PC. So. Well, that's, that's kind of where I'm getting to do. I'm waiting, kind of, fingers crossed, hopefully a PlayStation now will allow us to just download the games onto our PC and play them via our video card as opposed to streaming them. I'd prefer yeah. that. But that's going to be a work in progress, probably. They're not. Sony does, does not like being playing nice with each other. So, but that's kind of what I've anyway, been up to. Speaking of rat bastards, tell me about the <laughs> game with rats. Rat bastards, you're trying to really <laughs> shove that shoehorn that in there. So I am shoehorning it in. I know. So talking about, about the plague tale, the plague tale. So I picked this one up. You have not played this. I know you said I watched like the first hour of a let's play, but that's all I've done for this one. So I, I saw like the intro sequence. So that's about okay. Well, it's not too bad. So, so I played the, I picked this up off of game pass. So this was actually one of the first games I actually ever played on game pass. Whenever it first came out, mm-hmm. uh, and it was, I was thinking, oh, this would be just kind of a dumb, like a little quick little game to play, or it may not be very fun, because I'd been hearing it was just more of a stealth horror game. 
And I was like, okay, we'll play it. And, and it's actually extremely charming, terrifying, <laughs> um, and or just overall, overall excellent, you know, storytelling within a game. And it does have some action sequences and whatnot, but it, it, it is it is overall, like I said, it was a very fun game to play, and it doesn't take that very long to get through. It's maybe like if you don't do all the all the side things, and maybe it will take you maybe ten hours to play. So it's fun. Um, okay. a, br- a brief overview of the game for anybody that doesn't know this. So it's it seems like the- it has kind of that dishonored vibe, like that stealth. Dark Not magic type a thing little bit. On. I would almost classify it, it. It does have a little bit of that. It's a little bit less combatty. I would. Okay. Um, I would put it almost more in the vein of uh, Alien Isolation a little bit. Okay. Um, that is kind of like that sneak around kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you've ever played Alien or like Isolation. Thief or some, or like Thief. Yeah, or something like Thief that, almost even. Yeah. yeah, that would be a better right, uh, you know explanation of it. Um, that's. I kind of would go that way with it. But uh, Plague Tale, in instance, is an action-adventure survival horror stealth game developed by Osbo Studio and, and published by Focus Home Interactive. Um, it was released on May in May of 2019. Um, so, has, has Osbo Studio done anything else notable? Uh, not really. So, oh, actually, this they did Microsoft Flight Simulator for. Well, they did the Xbox port of it. They didn't make the original game. Uh, I have no idea, but you're cutting out really bad. I said they did the mic on the other side, so okay. So yeah, it does it look, look like Mario from. I look like the Mario sixty four opening screen where you're like playing with his face. It's the best. That is the best. Yeah, I don't think. So we'll get started here again in five, four. Yeah, I don't think they've really put out anything other than just a few titles here and there. Like you said, Microsoft Flight Simulator. Looks like some straight, like some movie games. So nothing like original. Nothing, yeah, so. nothing crazy. Nothing big like uh, Focus. This was, their, this was their breakout hit, it looks like. Oh, absolutely. And I was I was pleasantly surprised that they were actually able to get picked up uh, and, and, and push as much as it. Because from what I gathered, it really didn't initially uh it didn't initially get garner a lot of attention until they did a game trailer uh let me look i think it was in 20 2017 they did one at e3 yeah that's right so they they when they when they finally like pushed it out and they're like hey this is kind of what we're looking for and then people obviously people get their hands on things and it, it didn't win. I don't think it. I don't think it won Game of the Year or anything like that. But it, it, it's it was pleasantly, you know, surprising how well it did. I mean, it, it was a critical. Yeah, they uh, won some British awards. They got art they design. Got, they got outstanding story, rich game on Steam. Yeah, I could see that. And they got some of the Pegasus awards. So they didn't get like a major award. So. Yeah, nothing out of like the Game Awards or anything like that. So, but it, it was. It's still. They got eighty-one percent on Metacritic, which is pretty damn good, though. Like I said, man, that story it, it did you a lot. It does a lot for you. So, talking about the story, um, mm-hmm. it, you come across it, it's set like we said earlier. It's set in in France, I believe. It says night eighteen or sorry, thirteen forty-eight. Uh, Amicia de Rune. Uh, they're uh, in the in the town or in the in the territory of Antioch, essentially. And their dad is this um, this lord over the area, 
and kind of everything, kind of what you get about what's going on is like they're the, it's part of it's during, I think this is part of the hundred years war or right around that it time. Is. That's right around that time. And so late medieval period. Yeah. Just before and, the Renaissance. And so obviously right before the Renaissance, there's a lot of, you know, black death, things like that is going around. Diseases are rampant, obviously. Diseases <laughs> so, are very rampant at this point. So it, it's kind of that, uh, vibe you've already kind of got, it sets the stage. Um, whenever you you kind of start the game and i don't want to give a, a ton away but uh, amicia and her younger brother hugo are kind of estranged but they live in the same house and hugo is supposed to have this kind of illness essentially and so they kind of isolate him inside a little bit because they're afraid uh he's gonna die and things like that but uh circumstances basically make you have to uh, you you make amicia have to take her brother out into the world and taking care for him. So and it's like a combination of like soldiers and a giant rat plague or something. Essentially. Yeah. I kind of, I don't want to, like I said, I don't want to give too much away because the story is everything in this game. So mm-hmm. the, the, the soldiers and the, the British, essentially the British come in and are kind of like invading the territory. And on top of that, these rats come in that are just mounds of rats. Just obviously somehow they're interacting with each other and they somehow can, and, can come in and attack you and basically swarm you over. So that's, and throughout the whole story, the story is phenomenal, by the way, you have to basically try and figure out a way to help Hugo out, find a cure is what you're looking for, for him, or at least an antidote, something to help him. And you find out a lot about your family along the way and very much her, your father and, and your mother, even kind of their, what their family like their family ties and where they feel. So, so his family, why like your brother is sick. Like, so yeah. it was like family, a major theme for the game then very much. So because along the way you meet up with several other orphans, children as well. And you kind of make a little bit of a family and two of the kids you actually find along the way are like brother and sister as well. Um, and like I said, there a lot of stuff happens and it makes it very apparent like family, Family is a very deep thing at this point because it's not like today where you have a lot. You can kind of like make pseudo families kind of almost and you have a broken family union. Family was is, was everything back in that time period. And, and you just, like you said, when a lot of people say nowadays, you know, even, uh, you know, blood, blood runs thick. You know, that's that's what it is. You know, it still does. <laughs> so in, in these ties that people you make, especially at a young age, and even if you don't know somebody very well it still says a lot when you have the same last name, you're like, Oh, you have almost have an instant connection with somebody. So, yeah. But other than that, um, you know, the, the, the gameplay is what really sold it for me. I know. Is there anything that you really want to know about the game in particular? So what kind of gameplay is this? Is this more like an action or like a stealth? No, very much, very much more of a stealth type game. Is this more like linear or open world? Very much linear. Uh, so kind of like a story set piece exploration. Thing. Yeah. So a lot of the stages in throughout the game, I know you have, like we were saying, it's it's got that rogue or that thief vibe to it. It's very linear, but there's also different ways that you can go about and completing your task. But it's it's also very much, hey, you need to get to from point A to point B to progress the story. And a lot of times there's there's points in it where you're, they, they want you to do certain things and you have to react certain ways. But there's a couple areas where there's choices. Like there's a certain point where you have a choice to try to save 
a British soldier from a rat horde, right? Um, and you can either extinguish the flame, uh, which that's that's part of the mechanics in this, uh, and let the rats, you know, run over him and eat him essentially, and save you as a self, or you can provide him with a way to get out, um, and it has consequences down the line, right? So. Yeah. It's just all about, you know, they have a few of those in there, but it really doesn't have any bearing over the overarching storyline and the outcome of the of the game. So, okay, but so kind of like a series of vignettes as you kind of go through. The yeah, story. yeah, essentially. Um, and they do the whole thing. Well, you play a lot. Of, you play pretty much. I would say about 85 percent of the time you play as Amicia and then you will play as Hugo, which is her brother maybe like the last like hour, hour and a half of the game, you'll play as him for a little bit. So it, it, it is in, like I said, there's a reason why they do that. And I don't want to spoil it for everybody. Is Hugo's um, illness unnatural? I won't say anything. I'm just saying it has, something, <laughs> it has something to do with the rats and it's a very interesting thing. And mommy and daddy were demon worshipers. Yeah, sure. James, we'll let you go with that. <laughs> yeah. They're like, oh, hail Satan, you know, and all that stuff. Uh, but anyways, it's... it's. I believe it's, it's hail Satan. Please. Hail, hail. <laughs> it's uh, Satine. Satine, so we're going with these Satine, days. Satine, <laughs> yes. Uh, he's much more educated now, James. That's what it is. But yeah, it's, it's a really fun little game. It's a lot of puzzles you have to try to figure out. Um, but yeah, it, it, and it doesn't really strain your brain too much. And it kind of lets you flow through the story without really having to overtax your brain on like, Hey, am I doing the right combination of moves to kill this guy? Am I timing this right? Like, you know, Elden Scroll, Elden, not Elden Scrolls, Elden Ring. Mm-hmm. And, uh, these, uh, these, uh, more, uh, so strenuous. What are, some, what are some moving moments in the story for you? Some really good movie moments. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of some really good ones. Um, Obviously, the very beginning. I'm not. Wrong, I'm not going to throw this away. I'm not going to ruin this for everybody. But there is a point in in the very far part of the story where, um, you know, Amicia is kind of you know, she, everyone's expecting her to take over for her dad essentially, even though this is very uncommon during this time period, uh, because she's obviously a very intelligent person, and she has these conversations with her dad in the very you know first part of the game, and. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not spoiling anything, but he dies. I mean, because let's be honest, he's voiced by Sean Bean and he has to die. So they can't, they can't afford too much time with John Bean. So Sean Bean, no, sorry, man. It's he, I love him as an actor, but, um, and a, and a voice actor, but they, he, he, he dies probably within the first like 45 minutes to an hour of the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can tell that it's obviously, it breaks her heart, you know, to see him and, then you kind of see this this weight slowly fall upon her shoulders as she figures out, oh, you know, and they end up killing her mom too, but that's that's not spoiling anything. That's within the first like hour of the game. So you start to see this weight fall upon her shoulders as like she's like, oh shit, I'm gonna have to take care of my brother. I have no idea what what to do about his illness. What is his illness? I don't even know my brother really. And it's just like all these things are getting thrown out at her once. You've got so. that orphan child. I guess I'm mom now thing going on. Very much so. And it's, it, it's a very interesting dynamic to see because she 
kind of does that overprotectiveness, overprotectiveness because she doesn't want anything bad to happen because Hugo is her only family that she knows of nowadays. Mm-hmm. And so she wants to protect him and she wants nothing bad to happen to him, but they're going to be going through a plague swept war swept, you know, region of France trying to get help. And it's like the worst possible scenario you can do. And on top of that, we're going to throw these creepy rats that just like, they just swarm up out of nowhere. And I just want to give it, I just want to give a huge shout out though to the, to the rat, the swarm and rat mechanics <laughs> of this game. It's become the creepiest shit I've ever seen in my life. I don't. So, from my prior background, you know, I went to a lot of houses and things like that, and they mm-hmm. were just dumps. And I remember that was the, some of the worst houses I ever went in. Whenever I, I, I would literally see the ground moving. Yes. Those were the ones that I hated the most. I would I would go out after I got done and I would literally spray down my all my clothes with like Lysol mm-hmm. before I got back in my car. And then I would also like go home and immediately just like throw my clothes in the wash and look at my boots and everything. I'm like, ugh. <laughs> this evokes some of those feelings in you. <laughs> large, large amounts of things swirling around <laughs> like that that move. Don't I don't Dave doesn't do, okay? <laughs> I can kill that spider for my wife. I'm good with that. Or my that fly that's bothering me. I can do that every day of the week. I'm good for that. <laughs> I can do that. Well, mentioning things you don't do, did the you said the story has some darker turns. Does it lead you down some paths or decisions that you kind of regret or didn't like? No, a little bit. Um, there is. Hard choices. Like, there are some. Well, they don't really, like I said, none of the choices that you do in it really affect the end of the story. And they don't really give you a lot of leeway. There's like maybe like four or five of them, I think, total throughout the game. So not a whole lot. But talking about like story-wise, things they Mm -hmm. do in the game, I think they do kind of push on that idea of overbearingness a little bit too much. But I get, I kind of understand why they do it because of the era and the time frame they're in. But it does kind of like, at that like tenth hour of playing the game, you're kind of like, okay, I get it. She she's she's she doesn't want anything bad to happen to her brother. I get it. Calm down. You, you can stop punching punching me in the face with this. I, I get it. Let's um, find a lo- different way to express this idea. Yes. Luckily, by that point, they they they're like, okay, I think they figured out. Okay, this is roughly about the time that our player base is probably going to get a little tired of this, and they kind of switched up finally and that's when you go to play as hugo a little bit and you're like oh this kid is not as weak as we thought he was essentially so. yeah but yeah um but it is a, a very unique kind of setting and whatnot so it's not something we have seen in a, in a quite some time in my opinion um and i really like that it's it's pretty historical you know historically accurate other than some of the more you know supernatural things that mm-hmm. happened like obviously there's there's a part in there where you start to find out that uh that the the i believe, i don't know if it's i think it's the catholic church is in this one i think they're a little they're kind of set there as kind of the bad guys a little bit like a, they're a second set of bad guys essentially um because they want hugo um i'll just leave it at that for yeah. stuff um and it's a little by the devil it's it's kind of the, the idea they're going after, and it, it's just it's kind of a weird turn. It very has that Da Vinci Code kind of feel to it, and I'm like, eh, mm. this is this is okay. I'm okay with it, but I'm not like 
crazy, like, oh, this is amazing. Like, why would they do that? That's so cool. I'm like, eh, this is okay. You know, like, it's nothing that really like floats my butt. I am more interested in the brother sister dynamic type thing, but I know they just kind of had a, I yeah. guess they felt like they needed to throw something in there to make it a little bit more fantastical, not just like, oh, this is a super depressing, like real world, <laughs> realistic, <laughs> like, uh, uh, you know, a dark ages game. That's like, awful because i don't think anybody would be down for that so i think you said there's going to be a new sequel for the game where does that pick up is it going to be the same characters or i believe so so at the very end of the game obviously you know like i said earlier um uh, elise uh amicia and uh hugo are both alive and you got they get a, they kind of like just riot on a car out of town essentially out of the region and that's the last time you see them you don't really hear anything but i don't really know much about the game i'm trying to leave you know as much as i can to uh to, to add, i don't want to bring it and bring it into my mind space essentially to try because i want to yeah. i want to be surprised you know i want since this is a yeah. very story and linear game i'm assuming the second one is going to be very similar i don't want to spoil it right i don't want to see yeah. anything about so here's- it Here's the brief premise, then, without spoiling anything. Okay, cool. Uh, it starts up six months after the first game. The siblings are still together. Okay. And they're still looking for a cure to Hugo's disease. And it sounds like he's having trouble controlling his powers in some way. And Amicia is trying to face the trauma of all the things that she did in the first game. So, so. that's pretty pretty, pretty accurate. I can deal with that. That seems like a pretty good, pretty good thing. I have a feeling they're probably going to maybe move it a little bit more to maybe let you play a little bit more as you go kind of like a, Hey, mm-hmm. you have two different people to do two different things. Now, like if you need to do special, you know, excuse me, special things you can do with Hugo. And if it's you interesting, do- they're trying to do something that's very story driven, like the last of us or something like that. Yes. But without as much of the branching plot lines involved as from what you've said. Yes. And I, and I enjoy that a little bit more, but like I said, every once in a while, a really good, like first person linear game pops in and I'm all about that. Oh like, yeah. I can, a, I can totally really shut out like all these open world games. <laughs> I don't have to worry <laughs> about it. I can like, I'm like, this is good. I can kind of focus on what I'm doing and just enjoy the world because everything in this game is just so well, you know, drawn and well, it's created. It looks gorgeous. So and from what I've gathered is since the, the, you know, this game was so well received, um, it was. It sounds like they've got a lot of money pumped into them now that they're really going to try and, and make. Yeah, it looks like by 2020, they so a year after release, they'd sold more than a million copies. Uh, it looks like in the week of its release, it was the ninth best-selling game in the UK. That's right. Uh, uh, looks like on Metacritic, it's gotten somewhere in the 80 out of 100 range, which is really good. And it's been nominated for a lot of awards. It hasn't won like any major American awards, but it's a British studio, so that makes sense. Oh, so, so. while you while you were telling that, telling talking about that, talking about random rat facts, James. So apparently okay. they they had it set have it set up to where up to five thousand rats can appear on screen simultaneously. To ensure the game can handle rendering so many enemies without sacrificing performance, the team introduced four layers of details when rendering the rats in which rats furthest away from the, the, the player exist as a background non-animated mesh, whereas the rats closest to the player are animated, animated in detail, which is a smart move. But can you imagine that? 
Like some guy probably spent like a year of his life making the rats look nice. Like, how are we gonna make it where <laughs> rats are gonna be? They're just like everywhere. Just like, Wah! I'm like, that just sounds. Oh, that sounds. I don't. I don't. I don't like it. Sorry. I mean, it's you just, really dig deep into that. I mean, you probably watched YouTube videos of rats. You dreamed of rats. Rats don't bother me. It's the sheer amount of rats that bother me. Rats are scary animals. They will just about eat anything. Well, that's the thing, too. People don't understand how big they are, dude. They're like small dogs sometimes. They're big. They're big animals. So for you, what would you rate this game? Um, On a scale of out of 10 rats, I would give it... Out of 1,000 rats. Out of 1,000 rats? Okay, we'll do 1,000 rats. Okay, because we we don't want to make the scale too obscene, right? I mean, Um, we got to have a lot of rats or else you said one rat doesn't bother you, so we need a lot of rats. (laughs) That's that's true. Uh, So I will give it probably... I'm going to give it probably a uh, 795 rats out of 1,000 probably. That's good. It's a solid 7.9 out of 10. Yeah, I, I would give it that. Like I said, it's other than the few things that detract from it, obviously, um, there's a few tiny little story point marks that kind of you know, pull back from it. Um, obviously, it being just a straight linear game, I would love to explore this world uh, a little bit more, but I understand why why they didn't. Uh, but at the same time, the, the 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 world that they've crafted is just gorgeous. So that's where it really bumps it up, and the, and the storytelling really bumps it up as well. So, cool. um, do you have plans on playing this game at all, James? Now that I've uh, talked it up a little bit, uh, I might take a peek at it. We'll mm-hmm. see. I, I've got to get through. I've got to get back on the Minecraft server. I need to make a villager breeding station. What a villager <laughs> breeding station! Oh, that that's just wrong. Well, the villager James. breeding I've already done. I need to make a villager shopping mall. There's That's, if you if you repeatedly turn a villager into a zombie and then cure them, they'll become progressively more grateful to you and make the stuff cheaper and cheaper. Sounds like you're just trying to do a Logan's Run scenario, James. Kind of. Just, just maybe you can start selling them soiling green, and they're like, "Come on, <laughs> have the soiling green. It's good for you guys." Oh, <laughs> uh, that was one of the best parts of the Tinker's Construct mod. You could melt villagers down into the, into emeralds just by. I was just joking. I didn't know that was a thing. That's awful. <laughs> you throw them into your furnace and they turn into emeralds. <laughs> what is wrong with you people? Something's wrong with you guys. That's awful. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, I am sorry that I know this was a little bit shorter of an episode, and it was mostly me talking. Um, but that's what happens when you have last minute things pop up. Um, just for a little bit of information. Uh, this is going to be our only episode for the month because obviously, like we said earlier, vacations and whatnot, mm-hmm. um, we are hopefully going to get back onto a normal schedule next month and we're going to try and get out the two episodes next month. Hopefully things work out in our favor. Thank you. Uh, maybe the odds be ever in our favor. Uh, we will see what, Hey, you know what? No. I had to say something. You don't want to no, do hunger, a hunger games. No, you don't like hunger games, hunger games. It was okay. It I like the books. Good. The books were good. I haven't read the books. I need to read the books. I See, that's your problem. Movies. The movies were, were barf. That was just a money grab by the people. It, the books were pretty good. I, mm-hmm. I like. I enjoyed the books. They're definitely geared towards like teens and and like you know young adults. Oh, I'm sure. But they're still good enough. Jackie actually bought them, James, and she was well, in college. I should borrow them from Jackie then. I that means them. they're high literature. <laughs> Ooh, I can hit pinkies out when I read that book. That's right. Maybe you could borrow Zorro from her. She just got done reading Zorro in Spanish. She really enjoyed that one. I don't want to read it in Spanish. Why don't you want to read it in Spanish? Because my Spanish is very bad. Muy malo. Muy malo. <laughs> <laughs> I think all of our Spanish is really bad. So 
But anyways, getting back on topic like that, say guys, we're going to try and get back on that schedule. Um, we will let you guys know for sure. Um, we will get the news segment out, hopefully the first part of next month, and then we will do our review later in the month. Um, yeah, hopefully show should not be as short as this. It's just we are short on energy, and um, yes, uh, it was just a long, long month. So uh, <laughs> thanks, guys, for seeing, for sitting in and listening to us. James, thanks for being here and asking poking at my brain making me think a little bit stir in the pot don't try to <laughs> you never stir the pot what are you talking about you would never stir the pot anyways guys thanks and we'll see you next time later guys if you're interested in keeping up to date with new episodes on our channel add us on any of your favorite podcasting apps or subscribe to our youtube channel at seriously pointless conversations if you have questions or concerns please email us at Seriously pointless convo at gmail.com. We appreciate any feedback. Thank you for listening to our show.